God knows. He knows exactly where we're at. I've lost my mic. Amen. I'm sorry I have to use a mic, but that's the best I can do. I wonder, and I thought in Bible school, it was great. I appreciate everybody that worked in Bible school and that that you done, that nobody seen, and that you prayed. I appreciate every bit of it. But I thought about, I could say how many was on alcohol before God saved them, they'll raise their hand. And I could say, who was on drugs before God saved them, they'd raise their hands. We're quick to do that. But I, I noticed, I could say, who's a liar? And we don't want to admit that we're liars. And there ain't not one of us in here that ain't been a liar. We've told lies. If we didn't tell nobody else a lie, we told ourselves a lie. So Satan is a liar and the father of it. So that's what he's going to do is keep telling you a lie. And I said all of my life I hated a drunk from the time I was a little bitty feller. I hated alcohol. I said, I'll never do that. And I did. I come to myself laying in the floor, gagging, heaving, lost use of my legs because I drank the alcohol so long. And I kept lying to myself, boy, it ain't going to get me. Every week, it ain't going to get me. And there I lay, 26 years old, in the floor, couldn't move. So the one we lie the most is ourself. Satan passed one to me this morning. And he was pouring the rain hard to drive. And he said, Bill, if you quit pastoring, you wouldn't even have to go to church this morning. They would nobody miss you. You got some age on you. That ain't a lie, I guess, but but he smoothed it over. He didn't tell Eve all the lies. Just enough to deceive her. He said, if you just quit pastoring, then you won't be obligated. You won't have to study. I've got a message straight from God that I have wrestled with. I wrestled all day, even as Janet. I come to Bible school a while. And I went in the basement and didn't come out. I went in the hole and I stayed. I couldn't come up with a message. The last thing last night, about dark, God gave me a message. Amen. And it's real. 
we may have even preached it before, but I don't remember it. Some of it I know we have. We've been under construction. Here they had saws and heavy equipment, cranes, and all this good stuff, and cones sitting everywhere to direct traffic. They've moved the street, but they had a straight street there to glory. So it's a straight and narrow path. What I want to preach on out of Hebrew 10 is an enduring substance. I've always been an enduring preacher. I believe to finish the race, endure to the end. If I start the Mount Airy, quit at Pine Ridge, I'll never get to Mount Airy. I don't care what they preach you. But I thought about an enduring substance. And I thought about the word substance. Substance is, is things that you can touch and see and feel. The Bible has plainly taught us that everything that we can see now and touch is going to go away. It's going to be burned up with fervent heat. Our clothes, our house, our car. But Christ has given us a message on enduring, enduring substance, something that's going to last. That's the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God is enduring substance. Let's read the Word of God. I keep saying we're not going to we're not going to keep you long. We're not going to keep you long, but I need to read. Let's read. I'll try to hurry. Hebrews 10 and the 19th verse. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness of the blood of Jesus. Oh, I could preach a month on that. I'm going to tell you, we as Christians don't have boldness to reach out and grab what God has got for us. I have thought many times as a Christian where he said, little known, there's little required. So if I don't know much, there's much, not much required. But here he said, brother, having, therefore, brother, boldness to enter in to the wholeness, to enter in to the goodness of Almighty God, to enter in to the work of God. And when God, uh, you enter in and you keep begging God for something, you keep begging God. He said, if you like wisdom or knowledge to ask God, and we keep begging God uh, for knowledge and wisdom. And when God allows us to have this and gives us this, there's something uh, for us to do. And we don't have the boldness to enter in to the fullness of Almighty God. 
Amen. We don't have the faith to enter in to the fullness of Almighty God. And I can prove to you this. Uh, through Corona, we didn't have the boldness. Amen. To face and to trust God to take care of us. We don't have the boldness. Amen. To walk up to a senator. Uh, we don't have other boldness to walk up to the president or a boss man or our floor lady and tell them about Jesus. We need some boldness. Glory to God. We need a face uh, as an atom of stone. Amen. That can't be beat down, can't be broke up, can't be stopped. I need to go on. I got... 30 verses needs preaching on it, but we need some boldness about us. We have Christians have crawled into the hole. We've let the gays take over. We've let the abortions take over. We've been afraid of the church to tell them you must endure to the end. We're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings that we'll run off. I've seen a, a couple in my mind that I was, as I was praying yesterday evening, I thought, what's happened? Have I hurt your feelings? Have I run them off? I worry too much about what people think. I need the boldness of God to preach the word of God. And if you want salvation, it's here for you. And if you don't want salvation, it's still here for you. It's just that you don't accept it. Salvation is for whosoever will. And it's here for us today. Glory to God. If I can run you off, you ain't got much. We need some boldness. We need some boldness. I've been asked to leave at different places, but I went back. It pleases me well to go when I ain't invited. Amen. To tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. You know God has sent you. Amen. When you ain't invited. Praise the Lord. Let me read on. The 20th verse said, By a new and living way, this is saying they were coming out from under the law. And he said, it's by a new and a living way which he hath concentrated for us through the veil, which is to say his flesh. The flesh of Jesus Christ was split in twain in two from top to bottom. Glory to God that you and I could have salvation. I got to hurry. And having a high priest over the house of God. This I ain't the high priest. Jesus Christ having a high priest over the house of God. Can I tell you, uh, the Baptist has took control in too many places that we need to let Jesus loose in our churches again, that we need to let the Spirit of God back in our churches again. Too many times the pastor has took full control, but glory to God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, the High Priest of God, and he said, let us draw near with a true heart. Oh, glory to God. Church, I wish I could preach like I used to. Let us draw near uh, with a true heart 
in full assurance. Can I tell you today, Satan is trying to make us doubt. Satan is trying to discourage us. Honey, he never, never quits. Uh, over 55 years, I've tried to serve God, but he wants to break down my full assurance that God saved my soul, that God called me to preach, that God called me to pastor. I need full assurance that God is with me today. Satan is making some of you doubt that you're even saved. The altar is open if you need it. Use the altar. Get full assurance. Get clean. Cleaned up inside and the outside I will shine. I thought about probably some of us come to church and never even prayed this morning. But we combed our hair, we brushed our teeth, we took a bath, we fed our body, this old outward appearance that's going to be seen by everybody. We fixed it. I'm as pretty as I can make myself. But did we go to an old-fashioned altar? and cry out to God and get full assurance that we're right with God that our sins are under the blood of the kids as they gave me the hat you look at the names of the little children that's growing up amen that's wrote their name on this vacation Bible school 2023 that's looking for preacher Bill to lead the path Amen. To live right, to walk right, to set an example. And when I get hit on the head, have on, glory to God, the helmet of salvation that the devil can't penetrate my mind and stop my full assurance. When I laid brick, I hated these things, and I still don't like them. But it was protection for my head. Neighbor, can I tell you, we need full assurance. I'm talking about inheritance of enduring substance. And he said, let us draw nigh with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Let me tell you something. An evil conscience will hinder your prayer life. An evil conscience. I don't know what about you all, but I've had some things come up. I got saved in 68. I had some things come up in my mind. An evil conscience that hindered my prayer life. Had some things, back memories that come up that'll break in on your mind. Am I alone? Church, am I alone? When I try to get full assurance and a true heart, an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water, honey, I need to get rid of the evil conscience. Honey, I don't need to think back under that stuff that God put under the blood, that Jesus Christ put under the blood, that Jesus crucified my sins. He took it away. I don't need to let it come back up. 
in my life. Glory to God. Too many of us are living in the past. I used to be a sinner. I'm not a sinner today. I'm a child of God trying to live right. I'm still walking in the flesh, but I've got the Holy Spirit of God. I'm working on a building, as they sung. I'm working on a building, this Holy Ghost building, glory to God, to make it more holy, more cleaned up, more of an example to my church than I've ever had before. I looked in the eyes of, of David. I don't think T.J. I told you there, but but T.J. worked it out, uh, and then David called him, and he said he wanted to go to the Hope House, and David, that's the one we're talking about, and he went to the to the Hope House, and he got got saved, and I talked with him Friday, and another little black boy I don't remember his name, but my heart began to break on him when they come back out here on the street. I talked to Dylan, and Dylan's growing like crazy. But when they come back out here on the street, I left church when I got saved, and I was protected in church. I was protected. Nobody offered me alcohol. Nobody offered me the things of the world. But quick as I went back out, the next week out on the street, here come one, my buddies, with a pint of liquor. Here come a pretty girl in a short dress. You come with things that this old flesh craved after. Glory to God. Right back out there. And I needed help from the church. I needed help from the Holy Spirit of God. And these people that are getting saved, God burdened my heart last night. These people that are getting saved, I'm afraid we're just turning, turning them loose and letting them go right back into the world. I believe we're telling them, you're saved and you've got it and you don't need to worry about it. I need to worry about my soul salvation. I need to worry about, I can't say I don't care what you think of me. I need to care what you think of me. I need to live a life that's a godly life. Been sanctified by the Holy Ghost, power of God. There's been a change in my life. And don't tell me you can't do something about your life. I wasn't born to go to heaven or to go to hell. Glory to God. Jesus died that I'd have a choice whether I went to hell or to heaven. Glory, glory, glory be unto God. Don't pack your sins off on somebody else. Only it's ours. And he said in 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. What did he say in Hebrew? Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. I know I've preached that. For he is faithful that promised. 24 and he said, and let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works. We need to uh, provoke one another. We need to gouge one another. We are all lazy. We're all got a na lazy a nature about us. We need to be gouged. Sometimes I don't want to move 
And I say, well, I'm old. I went before. I went yesterday. I preached Sunday. I done this and I done that. But how about now? What are we doing? Honey, we're lazy. We sit down on God. We've backed up on God. And he said in the 25th verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but exhorting, exhorting one, exhorting one another, lifting up one another, encourage one another. Why does it make people mad when they lay out a church and you say something to them about it? If you hadn't had a bite to eat in a whole week and I offered you a biscuit and gravy, wouldn't you be thankful? All we're trying to do is help you. We're just trying to feed you. We just want you to love, uh, love one another as you'd like to be loved. Amen. One another and so much the more. He said, so much the more. I've watched it in my Christian walk how the church has fell away. The Word of God said, how much more as you see the day approaching. As we live in these last days, we should be more desirous to be in the house of God, in the assembling of ourselves together. I thought there's no respect for the house of God in there's no respect for the people of God anymore. Not like he used to be. Neighbor, I'm going to tell you, the sinner, I was a sinner. But when I heard the preacher knocking on the door, I wanted to straighten up some things. When it ain't that way, no more. For if ye sin willfully after that ye have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Y'all thought I was going to preach on that. But I ain't. I'm going to go right home. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment. Look at this 27th verse. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. Let me turn and read about two verses. A couple of verses in Zephaniah, Zephaniah 1, 17 and 18. This is only three chapters, a little book of Zephaniah, but I'm going to tell you he was on fire with God. The seventh, eighth verse said, and I will bring distress upon men, and they shall walk like blind men. Because they have sinned against the Lord. And their blood shall be poured out as dust. And their flesh as the dung. Said neither, listen to this 18th verse. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. No matter what you've got in the day of the Lord's wrath, it won't deliver you. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire 
of his jealousy. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. God said he's going to get rid of sin. God's going to wipe the slate clean. It don't matter if you offer silver or if you offer gold or if daddy was a preacher or if everything is all right. Your house ain't leaking and your plumbing's working good. It ain't going to matter. If they sin in your life, God said, I'm going to make a riddance, a riddance of the land. He's going to wipe. I'm preaching on enduring substance. God has just said, I'm going to wipe the land clean. Neighbor, it's time that we get concerned. It's time that we get excited that Jesus is coming back. He that despised Moses' law, 28th verse, died without mercy under two or three witnesses. The 29th verse. And he said, Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be the worthily who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Done despite. What is despite come against? There's not a one sitting here today that's been saved any length of time that ain't done despite to the grace of God that ain't come against the Spirit of God. Come against what the Word of God said. Not a one that's been saved any length of time. Maybe the first few weeks that you were saved, you done good and thought everybody in church was right. Every preacher was right. Everybody that testified was right. But then we began to find fault. And we decided we'll shut down the Spirit of God. There ain't none good. No, not one. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible teaches us to forgive seven times, not only seven, but seven times seventy. 490. Did he say quit there? No. We don't have a forgiving heart. We do despite to the Spirit of God. This is my brother, my brother, my sister, my brothers, if you've been saved. This is my blood, the blood of Jesus Christ running in us. That's all that's keeping our heartbeat. That's all keeping us. He's in the flesh, and he makes mistakes, but he's my brother. Honey, Satan has told us lies, separated the church, and I'm not upholding the new books that they call the Bible. They're wrong. They're wrong. They've took the blood. They've took Jesus. They've took many things out of the book. And the Bible told us about that in Galatians. Neighbor, we're living in perilous times. I want to tell you, if we can't overlook our brother's fault, 
how can we be overlooked? And he said in 30, for we know, I need to read 29 again. That's an outstanding verse. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall be. He's talking about those that died under Moses' law, under two or three witnesses. They died. But he said, how about of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be the worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God. We've made fun of the Word of God. We've made fun of the house of God. America has mocked the book of God. The, the America has mocked the preachers of God, those that love God. We've made fun of the wholeness. We've made fun of each other. But he said, we've made under foot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant with him. He was sanctified and an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, or he said, I will repay, saith the Lord God. Lord, and again, the Lord shall judge the people. I'm going to tell you, we living in a land today, they say, don't judge me, don't judge me. The Word of God will judge you. The Word of God will stand, and you're going to crawl under a table for those excuses. And when we believe the lies that Satan told us, the Bible tells us that you can be Christians. The Bible tells me that he daily loads us with benefits. The Bible tells me that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So if you're not close to God, you have walked away. It ain't God. We have blamed God. We've blamed the church. But it's me that's not close to God. It's me that's not concerned. It's me that's not worrying about people dying and going to a literal burning hell forever and forever. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I'm going to tell you there's many out there today thinks they can stand and look God in the eye and they won't worry about it. But honey, they've been deceived by Satan. When we look in to those fiery eyes of Almighty God and he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. It says because of sin, because of sin, they fell in the wilderness neighbor. And he said, but call, I want to get this across. But in years what God has laid on my heart. But he said, call to remembrance the former days. Back yonder, he said, call to remembrance. In which after you were illuminated, or in other words, when you saw the light, when you saw Jesus, this is very very important scripture. After you were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Can you remember? You go back to your first week. You go back to your second week. I can go back to roughly my 
six months, my first six months, has Satan tried to tell me I wasn't saved? Has Satan said, you've made a fool of yourself? Has Satan said, you've never stuck with anything, you'll not stick with this? Maybe I'm different, I don't know. But this is the fight that I had, and I doubted. The Bible told me to have faith believing and doubt not. But I doubted that God was big enough to save me. How about you? Some of you are still in this fight. You're wondering, can God use me? We don't need all of you to be preachers. We need some testifiers. We need some floor cleaners. We need some praying people. We need some people that have assurance. I'm talking about, as I read before, full assurance that God has saved your soul. And then I let a cuss word slip. The devil, I told you you wasn't saved or you wouldn't have done that. I'll never forget the place right over here at the Gordy Pond. They drained the water out of it. Scotty was four years old, just wildering a buck, and still is. He took off around that pond, wasn't afraid of nothing. And I thought, Lord, if he falls in there, and I said a cuss word. Under six months old as a Christian. Here comes Satan. What they used to go back to church. I could tell you the f fight of affliction one right after another. The little church busted. Dropped down to seven people. Satan said, I told you, you've come in here and tore this church all to pieces. Fifty-five years later, he ain't learned a lesson. He's still coming to me and said, why don't you quit preaching? Your voice is gone. Where is your God now? As Don preached to other boys, a blessing to me. Pharaoh said, show me a miracle. Instead of crying over my left vocal cord that's dead, eat up with cancer, I need to be praising God for my right vocal cord that I can still go. Look through your life. Avery, I know you've been through cancer after cancer, but I looked at them things. God is healing them. God is healing them. I'm glad instead of them going in, they could be took out. Think of car wreck after car wreck, time after time, that you could have been wiped out. Donna, I love you. I don't care if you tell Big John. I love you. And you don't know, Lord, what a blessing to see you two get up our Wednesday night and sing, sing, sing. I enjoyed every bit of it. Amen. I'm talking about an enduring substance. Roger, I know I pick on you. But if he hadn't had the real thing 
Roger Golden would have been in a grave in Lambsburg or somewhere. And I know he walks on a cane, and I know his eyes ain't what they used to be. James, how many times when he has God spared you from a bullet? <laughs> Amen, Ben. God has been good to us. You go through your life and realize how Satan has lied to you. I can't remember how this was, but after almost 64 years of marriage, Jenny showed me something on Facebook. I thought, man, is she showing this to me? Is she about ready to ship out? <laughs> We're a couple of wives that took all that panel, and they decided. I still don't know why she showed it to me. I had to beat it out of my mind. Hey, I ain't the only one that's crazy. Y'all have him too. You just liars. Don't admit it. The word of God cuts you and you say, I ain't going to straighten up. I'm a big mouth. I know that. Highway Patrolman. Time he said, I come to church the other day. I said, Where are you at? I never give it a thought. I said, You're a liar. And I thought after he went out, Lord have mercy, he could arrest me. He was in uniform. But he lied. He wasn't here because I was. That's been years ago. Do we not lie to ourselves? I ain't kidding y'all. Janice thought about leaving. All skeptics the Holy Ghost. Facebook will plant junk in your mind. Listen to me. That you can't get over. I know the Word of God's there. I read the Word of God, God in my cell phone but if I sat on a bar stool last night all these names right here what kind of example would they be what kind of example so I've got to come overcome the lies of the devil the devil told them what a mess they made it. They're singing it was awful. I know all them stories. I was singing, boy, I thought I was doing good one time. They had them little cassettes, and they put me on cassette. I heard myself singing. It's several months before I'd sing again. <laughs> but I'd give anything now if I could sing a little bit. Yeah. I'm still working on a building. <laughs> this, this is a bulldozer. And it was constructed 
in the fellowship hall, and it was too big to come out the door with fellowship hall. So we had to be reconstructed. Do you need reconstructed? I looked. There's a pencil ain't never been trimmed. I don't know if y'all can see this or not, but somebody messed up on this two before because there's three or four bent nails in it. Evidently, they throwed it away, had to get another one. Do we need to be reconstructed? I thought you can build a house the greatest you can build it. Neighbor's going to need pain. It's going to need a roof. It's going to need minor repair. Can I tell you that's what church is? Just minor repair. I thought if you people hadn't prayed for Andy Brannick, I've sat in church with this old man, golly, 50 some years. If y'all hadn't prayed for Andy Brannick, Brenda wouldn't have had no husband this morning. They done reconstruction on my buddy here. I remember him in the Boy Scouts. They'd run through the woods, but his heart failed. Full bypass. Reconstructed. You don't know how happy I am to see you sitting on the front row. Sitting on the front row. You think maybe a little prayer meeting in the woods might have helped. Might have helped. As you with us, don't know. I thought about Dylan. I talked to Dylan. We had a good talk Friday. You don't send a baby to the sawmill the first week of its birth. And that's what we're doing to Christians. We think they know Everything we got. And I've, I'm, I'm one of the worst. I think, Lord, I've preached that and preached that and preached that. They don't know it all. A boy in prison at River North come up to me. He said, I don't want to hear that no more. He said, they don't all know. Everybody don't know. Preached it over and over and over. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John told it over and over. Maybe just a word or two look different, but it's the same story. The same story. If we're not careful, neighbor, we get too big for our breeches. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Janet's going to tell me you preached too long again. Because the remembrance for the third, second verse, former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight, fire of afflictions. One of the biggest lies that's told out of the pulpit, and I hear it from the charismatic doctrine, that you're going to be healed, you're going to be happy, everything is going to go your way. Inside you can be happy. But there's troubles. When death comes, I cry, I weep. When sickness comes, I hurt. When trouble comes to my church family, my heart is broken. 
that's afflictions. Well, that's afflictions. But if they said, I've been born again, that's joy in my heart. That's joy in my heart. And he said, 33, partly while you were made a gazing stock, you think about it. When one gets saved, we really lift them up for a week or two. And then it gets old. And we let it go away. Partly while we were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while she became companions of them that were so used. You could you become companions of the church. The church has been persecuted since the beginning of time. It's been beat down, thrashed. Satan has tried to stop it. 34, for you had compassion of me. Paul said this, for you had compassions of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. What's he saying here? Paul didn't have anything. And he's traveling from place to place. And he was in prison. He was beat. He was shipwrecked. But he said, you took pleasure joyfully in the spoiling of your goods. As they took it joyfully to share what they had with Paul. They took it joyfully to be persecuted with Paul. I'd like to tell you something. They'll tell you they got you back. They'll stick with you. But when trouble comes, you'll find out. You'll find out. When you get me down, you'll find out. I found out some things in Corona. Amen. Some people that beg me, take to the church. Will you be our pastor? We'll stick with you. We'll finish with you. We'll be there for you. I tell you, they ain't here. Bill Yorton say nothing about it. I'm telling you better depend on God. You can't depend on me. You can't depend on me. I may fall tomorrow. I may die. I may be in the casket next Friday. You can't depend on me. I'm just flesh. Oh, but I'm coming to it right here it is. 34, and you had compassion on me and my bonds and took joy for the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. A better and enduring substance. Can I tell you, better than your spouse, you've got a better and enduring substance. Better than your car, your house, your boss man, your job, your silver, your gold. You've got a better enduring substance. Can I tell you something? Satan tries to block this part in my mind and block my mind that I've got a better enduring substance on the other side. Satan tries to block my mind and make me feel sorry for myself. Forget about what Jesus suffered. 
Satan likes to put me up on a pedestal and say, you are something. But the Lord said, if I be humble, he'll lift me up. I'm nothing. I've never forgot the night, the morning, crawling in the floor under a stinking, drunken stupor of ignorance where Satan lied to me that it never happened when Jesus picked me up. Maybe I need to remember who's King of kings and Lord of lords. I need to remember who the great high potentate is, why I'm still alive today, a better and enduring substance. These people here gave to Paul or whoever the writer was. They gave to him their substance. They gave to him to help them out. And they remembered that they had more than silver, more than gold. I've never seen a rich, happy man Mm. or a happy rich man any way you want to say it. I talked to a man, tried to witness to him just a while back and he said I would have whipped so and so but I knew he'd sue me for everything I was worth. There's a fed come by a while back, and it puts fear in you, but it's a fed from hell. And it said the pastors needs to get insurance to protect them in case people take them to court for what they say. The worst they can do with me is put me in jail and bring me, bring me a drink here at Christmas. And a oatmeal cake. Amen. Think about it. We've got a better and enduring substance. This message is for some of us. Some of us are afraid. I've knocked on doors, literally, lately, that I was afraid they wouldn't let me in. And I hate to get run off. But I thought, what can I say when I get in there? I ain't got no voice. Satan so tells, listen to me, church. I ain't the only one out on this limb. Satan has stopped us from coming to church regularly. I mean, pretty often. We've listened to Satan. We don't shout no more. I heard as many testimonies in Bible school this morning as I've heard in a while. Wednesday night is supposed to be a prayer meeting. Testimony. Everybody have a choice. Justin Lamont gets up here and tells you you need to be excited. You need to remember, everybody, buddy, won't you shout once in a while? Lamar, why ain't you shouting back there now? Amen. 
That's how they are. Every one of us. When it's our turn, we want it. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to come your turn to die. If you believe the lie from Satan, and I have time and time again, I've had one hangover, one hangover since I got saved. And I told you the time I was doubting, one night I had a 60, some 62 van in the old voting house down towards the baptizing hole. All that's gone now, but used to be a voting house on the left down there across from the Shropshire Farm. All night long, God wallered me showed me I woke up with a terrible hangover. God said, I've saved you. I've saved you. You don't have that hangover no more. This is what you used to have. I got in my old 62 van about 5 o'clock in the morning, went down the voting house, pulled up in there and prayed right by myself. Some of my afflictions, Glory to God, when I was first saved, I ain't doubted. I ain't doubted since then. I'm saved. If it come up, I shoved it off. I'm not doubted. God called me to pastor Mount Vernon Church. If I'd have doubted, I'd have done quit. I'm not doubted. I know what God called me to do. But he said, let me read this again. 34. How long have I been, Janet? And he said, For ye had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. And many of us take it joyfully, the spoiling of our goods, when it's took away because we stood for somebody else. We lost a friend because we stood for somebody else. But knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance, cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God ye might receive the promise. Honey, we have need of patience. After we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. He said, For yet a little while, and ye that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, listen to this, 38. He said, Now if any man draw back, my, if any man shall Live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Luke, I believe it's Luke 16. said, a man put his hand to the plow, and look back, ain't fit for the kingdom of heaven. But ye are not of them who draw back. Don't be of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe in the saving of the soul. I've got one verse in Matthew, and I promise I'll quit. Matthew 20, 23 and 15.
love you, boy. Appreciate you. Matthew 23. There's a whole bunch of woes, but I, I want to give you this, and, and I promise you I'll quit. I'm preaching on enduring substance, in, better than enduring substance. Matthew 23 and 15 said, Woe, there's a bunch of woes here, but I won't read one of them. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. Have y'all turned there? Matthew twenty-three fifteen. What would do you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites? For you compass, said you go, you compass sea and land. You run everywhere. You're doing everything you can do to make one proselyte. You know what a proselyte is? A proselyte would be change. It could be change from a sinner to a Christian. But it could be change from one doctrine to another. Because he said woe to the scribes, Pharisees, and the hypocrites. Proselyte could be changing from Democrat to Republican, I guess. And when he is made, you make him. I want us to get this. I've preached this. I've read this scripture. I looked yesterday evening, last night, and I went to bed, and I couldn't find this simple scripture. I got back up this morning, and I went down, and I said, God, this scripture is on my mind. I know it's Bible. Where is it at? Where is it at? And I tried to look up proselyte, and I didn't spell it right. So I couldn't find it. I looked and I looked shortly before I got dressed to come to church. There it was. This is meant, church, I'm going to tell you. And this is no offense to no one person. It's us as the living church of God. that we run and run and run ourselves to death to make one proselyte, to get them in, and we leave them hanging. And I'm going to tell you about the bottom of my heart. Every one that stands behind the pulpit, I ain't preaching the Word of God. 
neighbor, if you sin willfully, I just have read it. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Blaspheme against the Holy Ghost is no more than simply denying that God ever spoke to you or that you ever made a profession. And if you deny this, there's no more sacrifice for sin. It's that simple, church. It's that simple. We've bought to open shame the Word of God, and we go win them to the Lord. And they say they're saved. Man, this hit me. I looked, I looked to little David, glides well in the eyes. And he'd been up my house with TJ several times. I said, you remember me? He said, yeah, I remember you. This is one in a million. And nobody can help everybody. Matthew, you need to praise God that you've had help. How about it, Shana? That you've had help. Everybody ain't got that help. And I know I'm old. And I can't do what I have done. I can't even do all that's on my heart. Neighbor, there's some people struggling. That's doubting. I, I looked at that black boy, and I don't know him. Don't know him from Adam. First time I ever seen him. Don't even remember his name. But it's just about assured we had a narcotics officer one time, and it was proven facts that one out of three of our children will go astray. And I thought, what name would you want to race off of my head? What name would you like to turn over to meth? Michelle Terry testified when you tailor all the way up. Testified. That's probably put her name on a hat that never survived. Never dreamed the first drug would take her down that road. Satan is bright and pretty. Genesis says he's shrewd. He's intelligent. He's pretty. He knows how to deceive. Somebody already said one time, and some never pull out of it. Are you ready to give up one of these? They may not be my blood kin, 
Jones has said in our church. They've watched me. They've watched you. They know who loves them and who's playing games. If you've wrote your name on here and you ain't been saved, you need to get saved today. If you're going to be of help to the church and to me and a witness for God, Let me read the rest of this verse. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you come past sea and land to make one proselyte, to give one convert. And when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. The word come to me twofold, and I went to looking this morning. And as far as I know, this is the only time twofold is in the Bible. But make them twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Can I tell you when the Pharisee converted them over? the pharisaical religion they were twofold more the child of hell when the scribe won them over to be a, a secretary or a leader they were twofold more the child of hell and when that hypocrite listen to what I'm saying this ain't a game, church. And I'm not saying I doubt Jamie's salvation. I'm not saying doubt Emma's salvation. But neighbor, we need to prove ourselves. And if I run around and tell Roger he's saved, then he ain't really got it. He's going to say, that preacher told me I saved. And I make him twofold more, the child of hell, than myself. And what that's saying, I'm going to hell too. Neighbor, let's don't deceive them. Let's don't jerk these young ones up from the altar. Amen. <laughs> I'm not a great soul winner. And I guess that's one of the reasons. Show me. Bria, I want you to show me you're saved. That's what Pharaoh said. Moses, show me a miracle. Oscar, you're a miracle. You're proving, you're proving you're children of God. We got empty pews that I can almost promise you wasn't saved. But we do have some empty pews that were saved. And Satan caught them away. This ain't been a shouting message. But this from the bottom of my heart. 
when I looked into some eyes this week. I visited a nursing home this week. I don't know if I visited a home or not. Some different places. Terry is a confessed saved drug addict. I promise you, if Terry plays around and gets out of the house of God, he'll go right back to where he come from. We're making him twofold more the child. I'm going to read this one more time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of the way. I can tell this ain't going over, but it's the truth. This is what I just have preached about. Don't come against the Spirit of God. He said, woe unto the scribes. That's a woe, honey. Woe. Unto you scribes and you Pharisees and you hypocrites. For you can pass sea and land. I'm talking about their goers, their doers. And make one proselyte. And when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. He said, Woe unto you blind guides which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Neighbor, I'm going to tell you they've lied us. Pastor, today. When they tell you that you can't get out of God's will, when they tell you you can't walk away, when they tell you you're not in danger, neighbor, when you're laying out here drunk, they're lying to you. They're not sin of God. They're lying to you. Satan has called preachers that are deceiving the people. Stand, if you will. Get us a song. Come as God. If this is seriousness to your 